Hey you, my entrepreneurial friend. Of 10 years of running my coaching business, I am going to finally teach business. And of course, I'm going to teach business with human design. Because the thing that I've discovered over the last decade is that the way everyone else taught me to run a business didn't freaking work for me. So over this last decade, to create a multiple seven-figure business, I've broken all the rules. I have done everything my way. I have looked experts in the face and downright said no, all to create something I love with greater ease and flow that literally is changing the world. And the best part is it doesn't feel like work at all. It feels like I get to hang out with my best friends and I am having a huge impact on the planet at the same time. So if you own a business that you want to finally maybe start, grow, or even scale, then come and join me on the 9th of May to discover how your human design can create the most beautiful, authentic success for you. For all the details, follow the link in the show notes. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet today, the Arakwell people of the Bunjalung Nation, and pay my respects to the elders past, present, and emerging. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Human Design Podcast with me, your host, Emma Dunwoody. I'm a qualified master coach and human behavior specialist, as well as being a qualified human design coach. And I work with clients every single day to answer the big questions. Who am I? Why am I here? And what is my purpose? I also assist them to transition from the person they think they should be to the person they really are on the inside. I teach people how to actually live their design instead of just knowing it. And if this is something that you want to do too, well, stay tuned or reach out for private coaching or human design unpacks where I show you exactly how to live your design. Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I am so excited to have you here today, as always. Um, And today, we are going to focus on human design newbies. So if you're new to human design in the last, let's say, anywhere between like today and the, the first six months or maybe three months, this is going to be super important for you. It's going to be absolutely life-changing for you. Now, if you've been in your experiment a little longer than that, I encourage you to play along at home because you probably will learn something that perhaps you didn't know before, or maybe you will start to look at your chart in a different way that unlocks the next layer of potential that lies within you. So I am also recording a video for this one because I'm going to be running through the chart itself. I'm going to be unpacking each part of the chart. I'm going to be telling you what it is and why it's important. So if you want to play along at home and watch the video, then this will be up on YouTube. I recommend that you listen to the podcast first, get an ear for the language that I'm using, um, start to put these things together in your mind, then mind, and then sit down with the YouTube video and start to take notes with your chart out in front of you. This is what I would recommend. Okay, so what is human design? Well, we know that human design is a synthesis of ancient wisdom and modern science. This is something that I think really stands human design apart because 
Although many people in the human design world come from the spiritual background or the spiritual um, origins, it is very much rooted in science as well. And for me personally, I have also been able to integrate uh, transformational coaching with everything that we have in our design so that that through methods that I would use with clients from a behavioral point of view or a transformational point of view, we can integrate it into our design and give ourselves a much faster transformation to our most aligned self. You know, the thing for me is that I heard this metaphor this week from my dear friend, Elizabeth Ralph, and she was actually talking about the financial market. But to me, it was like, oh my God, it's bigger than the financial market. It's the planet. And that is that We have all been born into this game of life, all right? The game that we are playing is being human. And then we chunk down from from that, you know. I am playing the game of being a white female Australian woman, mother, entrepreneur, um, and we can keep chunking down all the way down to the, the, the deeper details. The point is we've been born into this life and we've been effectively given a rule book. Now that rule book tells us how we need to behave, who we need to be, what we should want, what we should do. And that rule book was given to us by the generations before us. It was given to us by government, society, our education systems, our parents. It's a rule book that we are all meant to abide by, depending on those different elements of our identity, of our heritage, gender, etc. Now, from my perspective, the way I see it is we need to throw that goddamn rule book out. We need to get rid of it because that rule book is not working. Because in case people hadn't noticed, we are in a an absolute shitstorm right now because we've been trying to force ourselves into this way of being and doing and having that has been dictated to us through this rule book given to us at birth, and it's not working anymore. We're destroying our planet. We're more separated from each other than ever. Um, we're, more, we're more miserable than ever. We're more unhealthy than ever. We're, we're basically not achieving and experiencing the potential and the joy that lies within us. So in my opinion, we need to find a new rule book. We have to find a new rule book. And, well, I think I found it. And for me, human design and transformational human design is exactly that rule book. It is the way that we are designed to play the game of life. And when we live by our own rule book, all of a sudden life opens up to us. Let me give you an example. I have been in my experiment for nearly six years now. Um, You may have heard that Ra Uruhu, who birthed all of this into the world, he said that it takes us at least seven years to decondition. I'm going to tell you, I feel like I deconditioned significantly in the first, I'm going to say, 18 months to two years of my experiment. Why? Because I integrated behavioral and transformational coaching methods as well. But the point is, I believe everyone can do it faster because we are moving in faster times now. We have to be more aligned to who we really are on the inside. Now, we are at this juncture where the more we can understand ourselves what lights us up, our purpose, our gifts, the way we connect with others, and ultimately to love, trust, and accept ourselves so we make better 
decisions as an individual that also serve the collective, we are going to navigate planet Earth and the human race to this incredible new place or new paradigm as human design will talk we'll call it, age of Aquarius, whatever you want. For me, I can feel this really beautiful, abundant, loving future. But we have to learn to play by our rules because we've been taught that if we don't play by someone else's rules, then there will be chaos. We already have chaos and we've all been abiding by the rules. So today, what I'm going to do, today I'm going to unpack what the human design chart is. I'm going to give you a little bit of the background of human design itself. And then I'm going to show you why each part of the chart really matters to you and how specifically it matters to you so that you can start living by your own rules. Now, obviously, you can then take this and go to the roadmap series and it's going to help you dive deeper. But this is really going to start you off in the most brilliant way. All right. So ancient wisdom, modern science, modern science. Let's start with the ancient wisdom. If you're looking at the screen because you're following along on YouTube, then you're going to be seeing this picture in front of you that looks like the side view of a human's face and a body, and then it has two columns on either side of that. Now, within that image, you're going to see a bunch of triangles and squares, and there's a diamond as well. These are the representation of the chakra system. Now, in human design, we have nine chakras, okay? Within these nine chakras, these are our energy centers. When you see these centers, they're either going to be white, which is what we call undefined, or they're going to be colored in, which is called defined. And I'm going to go into that in a little bit in a minute, why that's important. The next thing I'm, I want you to have a look at, and you might have your chart in front of you on your screen or you might have it on a piece of paper and you can just listen along. The next thing I want you to look, pay attention to is that there are lines. There are these things that run from each center, okay? We call them channels. And the channels actually represent the Kabbalah tree of life, how energy flows through the body, okay? Then you're going to see that there's these little numbers inside the chakras, inside those shapes, and those numbers actually represent the Chinese I Ching. And in human design, we call them gates. And within the Chinese I Ching, which is the Chinese Book of Changes, which has also been mapped back to our DNA, the 64 um, genetic codons that exist within us are mathematically mapped back to the 64 gates within human design or hexagrams of the I Ching. And these are, from the I Ching, they say that these are the 64 ways humans can change and evolve, okay? And in human design, we call them gates. Then on each side of what we call the body graph, which is the shapes, the lines called channels and the numbers called gates, you're going to see a column on the right-hand side and then there's a column on the left-hand side. Within those two columns, you're going to see glyphs and numbers. The glyphs or the little pictures, they represent Western astrology, okay? Um, and then the numbers are the gates and you'll see a decimal point and another number. That's what we call a line number, okay? Each gate carries a theme 
And within each gate, there are six deeper themes, which is what we call lines. Okay. I know this sounds confusing, but it's really not. Just go with me. Okay. On the right-hand side, if you're looking at my screen, you'll see that it says personality above the right-hand column. This is what we call human design originally, Ra would call the passenger. Okay, this is our personality. These are the lessons that are going to tend to be the ones that smack us in the face that maybe our ego wrestles with a little bit harder. This is the personality that has been birthed into this lifetime. And then there's a column on the left-hand side. This might say design. It says the design at the top of my genetic matrix chart that you can see if you're watching on YouTube. This is the body. This is the vehicle. Okay. So this is the part of us that sometimes you'll hear people refer to from a human design perspective is this is the unconscious and the right-hand side, the personality side is the conscious. For me, the design side or the body or the left-hand side, it's more innate than unconscious. Okay. And that's the soul's journey. On the right-hand side, that's our incarnated, like our personality journey. Okay, both sides are important. There is a lot of knowledge out there that will focus or a lot of teachers out there that will focus more on the personality side. I want you to imagine this. On the left-hand side, the design column, that is your vehicle. And imagine you're driving in your car and you're driving down the road and you're heading toward the most divine hotel. And you've got your GPS on and you're driving down the freeway and you've got the music blaring and you just feel so like, oh, my God, this is so aligned. I feel so lit up. I know where I'm going. I'm taken care of. I'm fully supported. I know I'm going to get there. This is when I'm going to get there. Woof, let's do this. When we're in alignment with the left-hand column, with our design side of our chart, this is how we're driving through life. Now, if we are not aligned to the left-hand side and why it is so important that we also focus on the design side and the what we would call what a lot of people call the unconscious is because imagine if you didn't have the GPS and you had some random idea of where you were going and maybe you're flicking through the old roadmap books, you know, that I had when I was a kid. Like, how did we get anywhere? Like, freaking Melways. Anyway. And you're flicking through the book and you have to turn the music down because you just you can't concentrate on this freaking book that's on your lap and trying to drive and do all the things. And all of a sudden you find yourself swerving all over the road. So it's really important that we do focus on both those columns. All right. The personality sometimes it is more you're more aware of those lessons. You're more aware of that energy. It doesn't make it more or less important. It's equally important. Okay. So. The last thing I'm just going to quickly point out is you'll see if you're looking at genetic matrix or you're looking at the, um, the chart from my website, you'll see there are four arrows, two either side of the head. Now, these arrows are the four transformations, okay? The top right-hand arrow is what we call your PHS, your primary health system. Um, then below that, we have your environment. Then across to the right, with bottom right-hand arrow, this is your perspective. And the top right-hand arrow is motivation. This is a part of your chart that when you have looked into the other pieces, you can dive deeper into it. So don't worry too much about those arrows. Um, 
And there's and we've got an episode on each one of those if you want to go back and dive deeper into them. Okay. So we've got that ancient wisdom. We've started to look at the science. We understand that the I Ching is mapped back to our 64 genetic codons. The other thing with human design is the reading that is taken at our birth time. And that is because that reading comes from a moment in time where these subatomic particles called neutrinos pass through our body. And as they pass through our body, they leave a little piece of the energy of the planets and things they have passed through before us. So if you imagine that at that moment in time, they are passing through specific planets, um, these specific gates, these specific channels, all of these energies that we see in the chart are represented by these this moment in time where this this reading is taken from because a sub, well, billions of subatomic particles moved through you and left an imprint on your energy, giving you your energetic blueprint, your rule book to the game of life, okay? Now, why do all of these things matter? Well, because they're your, they're your rule book. But let's break it down. I want to really simplify it for everybody listening. So let's start with understanding your type. You're going to see below your chart, if you've got your chart with your chart from my website, you're going to see a bunch of words, okay? And you've got things like type, um, authority, strategy, profile, incarnation cross, um, a bunch of words. And that's great. But what do they actually mean to you? So let's start with type. Type is how primarily your designed to dance with the universe because your strategy comes from your type, all right? So this is probably one of the most important things about type. There's going to be a lot of generalizations that we make about type that feel true and in many cases that also don't resonate with people because type is just an overarching container if you like, that Ra Uruhu created to teach human design. It wasn't actually a part of the initial download. So sometimes we can read all the things about our type and go, oh, yes, that really resonates. And then other times it's like, yeah, that really doesn't resonate. And that'll be because a lot of the generalized information is taken from the majority of projectors, let's say, or the majority of generators or manifestors or reflectors instead of it actually being more nuanced. So the first thing is when you see your type and you start to learn about your type, if it resonates, great. If it doesn't, don't worry too much because the deeper you go, the more you'll understand why it doesn't resonate. Okay, so strategy. What specifically is strategy? Well, if you're a a manifester, your strategy is to initiate and inform. If you're a generator, it's to respond. If you're a manifesting generator, then it's to inform and respond. If you're a projector, it's to wait for an invitation. And if you're a reflector, then it's to wait 28 days. This is how you are designed to dance with the universe. It's how it's going to bring messages to you. It's how you're going to create clarity. It's how you're going to Um, be guided to the best decisions for you, the best directions, the best people, the best opportunities. 
So it's one of the most important places to start, okay, understanding your strategy. It's the first experiment along with authority that you should jump into. How do we know what our strategy is? Type, okay? Now the next part that I want to dive into with the chart is authority. If you've been listening to me at all, authority, you understand how important authority is. This is your internal guidance system, your internal decision-making tool. When your strategy and your authority work together in harmony, then you make much better decisions. You have clarity. You feel guided. You, you build your self-trust, your self-worth. You can you stop looking for external validation and people-pleasing and making decisions with the mind and you start to allow those superpowers and your innate internal guidance system to move you through life, to experience your greatness and to give back to the planet. So authority comes from definition. What does that mean? The coloured in centres is basically what that means or the coloured in, yeah, coloured in centres is where authority comes from. So I'm not going to go through each authority. We have a podcast on each one of them. But along with strategy, these are the two areas that you really want to focus on first, okay? So let's unpack the, the chart itself a little bit. When you're looking at the chart and you go to the shapes that you're looking at within the chart, we're going to see some that are coloured in and some that are white. Where they are coloured in, this is what we call defined. This is energy that is consistent and reliable for you. It's like energy that's always plugged in. It's also energy that you put out into the world, meaning that you influence the other, okay? Um, this is how people see you. This is who you feel you are on the inside. Then when we have the white centres, this is where we actually take in other people's energy. We amplify that energy and we reflect it back. So this is where we often, like, we, we can define empathy this way. If you're very empathetic or if you're an empath, it's probably coming in or it is coming in through one of these white or undefined centres. This is where you are influenced by the other. This is where you feel the energy of the other. This is where we can often take on most of our conditioning or in human design they call it uh, not self because we're more easily influenced in those areas. Oftentimes, people who have a lot of white centers, I have a lot of white centers for a, a manifesting generator. Um, people have a lot of white centers. You have to be super aware that you need to take time to be in your own aura with no one else's energy around you. So you know what it feels like to be you, okay? Otherwise, if we spend a lot of time with other people, then we pick up their energy and we will start to build an identity around that energy. Um, you know, maybe their emotions if we're undefined in the solar plexus or maybe their fear if we're undefined in the spleen. So it's very important to have time in your own aura. I know for me personally, I'm an only child. Um, I'm an introvert. So I would spend, I would say, a third of my time as a kid surrounded by other people, a third of my time around horses and a third of my time completely on my own, which gave me a real um, ste uh, step up to understanding and feeling my own energy. So it's important that you really practice 
spending time on your own and cleansing your energy. Um, and cleansing your energy can be as, as simple as having a shower, going for a swim, walking in nature, being barefoot on the grass or the dirt, uh, meditating, you know, really simple things. You don't have to work too hard at it. But you do want to pay attention if you have an undefined centre or a white centre, you do want to pay attention to how your energy changes when you go in and out of other people's auras. When you're in your own aura on your own, how are you feeling? Body scan from head to toe. Um, then when you go into aura with someone else, what changes? So pay attention to potentially how um, each centre is being affected. Again, we have another podcast episode that you can go and check it out um, that goes through each one of the centres. So there are chakra systems, okay, and our energy centres. The next thing I'll, I'm going to go to is the, the channels. So these are the lines that go between each centre. You'll see on this chart that we're looking at, I have a line or a channel that goes from the square in the middle, which is the sacral, the red square, that goes all the way up to the brown square, which is the throat. This is a channel. A channel is only a channel when it's coloured in from centre to centre. The channels are what carries the energy and therefore the definition from centre to centre. Um, so this energy on our own, in our own aura, it runs both ways. It carries a theme of the two gates or a theme of the, the, the two gates that are at either end of the channel have their individual themes. And then when you bring the channel together, it's like it gives it a whole new nuanced energy. Why do these matter to you? Because your channels are consistent and reliable energy that are going to be very significant themes in your life, okay? So for me, I have the 3420, which is the number at each end of the channel, which is the gate at each end of the channel. Um, and this is all about um, charisma. It's called the channel of charisma, okay? So it's all about um, individual leadership, empowerment. Um, it's about self-empowerment. It's about power. Um, it's about being present. It's about shifting from the mind to the present moment, to the body, accessing wisdom through consciousness. So when these two things come together, it creates this, this, this channel of charisma. And this is going to be one of my most significant energies along with I've also got the 4037. So these are my two, two channels that are plugged in all the time. So there's energy always running through it, which means it's going to be a very significant theme in my life. It's going to be most of how I express my energy or a lot of how I express my energy, okay, because it's always plugged in, it's always going. Um, then you'll also see, we'll move down to the gates. So the numbers that you see in each center, they are the gates. And you will see that sometimes they're connected at each end, which makes a channel, or there's just what we call a hanging gate. So you can see on the chart, if you're watching the video, that I have, let's say, the gate 36, which is in the solar plexus, which is on the right-hand side. It's a triangle on the most right-hand side of the chart. And that 36 is what we call a hanging gate because it doesn't go all the way to the throat, but it's activated and it's turned on because it's in a, what we call a defined centre, therefore a coloured in centre, okay? So that 36 energy is always playing. It's, a, it's an energy that's always in my aura. Okay, it's always within me, switched on, happening. Now, we also have gates that we call, that we have hanging gates in undefined centres. So if we go over to the spleen in my chart, and the spleen, if you're playing along at home, is the furthest 
left-hand triangle down the bottom of the chart, so opposite from the solar plexus, and I have the gate 50, for example, okay, at the 28 and the 18 as well. And they're all hanging gates in a white or undefined centre. So what does that mean? That means that I have my own unique expression of those gates because they're activated in my chart, but it's not until that energy gets plugged in by somebody else or by the transits that I express my own unique way of expressing those gates, okay? And then the third way that we can look at gates or see gates is all the other gates that we don't have what we call an activation, all right? So if you're playing along at home, you'll see that my G-Center is what we call wide open. So there's no activations. It's just white, completely white. So whenever I come into aura with someone else, I have the potential to experience every single gate, every single line number, amplify that in my body and, ex and um, reflect it back to the person that I'm with, okay? It means that I don't have my own unique way of expressing any one of those gates. It means it's going to shift and change depending on who I'm around or the transits. Um, it's constantly moving, all right? And that's fine. The next place we're going to find gates are in the right-hand column and the left-hand column underneath the astrological glyphs. So when we look, let's go over to the personality side on the right-hand side. And what we're looking at at the top is our personality sun. So we take the themes of the sun. You know, this is how we shine in the world. Um, the most neutrinos, the most energy, the most light comes from the sun. So this is also a very big um, expression within our design. Our personality sun really plays a big role in who we are and how we show up in the world and how we share. We do our life's work. Um, so we take the theme of the sun the theme of the, the gate that sits in there, I have the 37, and we put those two things together. So my life's work is all about um, it, the 37 is the gate of the family. This is all about um, really creating equality and balance and harmony in the world uh, within community, within friendships, relationships, Um yeah, so this is a really big part of who I am. So we can go down each column on the right-hand side and on the left-hand side, and we take the theme of the planet or the node, and we combine it with the theme of the gate. Now, the next piece is if you look, we're going to stay with the personality sun um, on the top right-hand box. So we've got the sun and we've got the gate number. In my case, it's the 37. And then we have the line. So it's decimal point and then there's going to be a, a number between one and six. For me, it's a three. And this is this line number. It gives us a further nuance of how we express that energy. So we might say the sun is the biggest energy. Then we bring it down to the 37, which is more nuanced. And then we bring it down to the 37 line three, which is even more nuanced again. Okay. And then again, we can do this through every single square or every box that you see on the right-hand side and on the left-hand side. And each box has a different theme. It's going to tell you a different part about who you are, how you show up in the world, how you are in relationships, the work that you're here to do, all sorts of different things, which I'm not going to go into today. But again, there's podcast episodes that I've done on that. All right. Now, the next piece that I want to take a look at because it's very important is your profile. 
So your profile, you're going to see it on the words down below if you've got the chart from my um, my website or if you've got genetic matrix like you're looking at with this video, if you're watching it on YouTube, then you'll just see that over on the left-hand side it says profile. Okay, and you can get two numbers. I'm a three, five. Uh, my kids are a one, four and a two, four. Taylor's a five, one. I was going to say Jenny Crowther's a five, one. Um, there's all there's, there's two numbers and these two numbers are really important because your profile is really how you move through life they're very significant themes of how you're going to express that for example personality sun gate 37 line three the line three tells me that I'm going to express this through experimentation okay and then the other side, the line three, or the first number of your profile comes from your personality, sun and earth. You'll see how they're the same number, top for sun and earth, the top two boxes. And then the second number comes from your design, sun and earth, the number after the decimal point. So you see mine's a five. I made three, five profile. This helps me understand how I'm here to learn, how I move through life, how I serve and what people want from me. Okay. So before I finish, I just want to take it one step further, answering the question, why will these things matter to you? And I'm going to go through each part so that you can have a clear understanding. Why does the center, why do the centers matter to you? Whether they're defined or undefined? Well, first and foremost, where you're Coloured in and not coloured in is going to define what type you are in human design, therefore your strategy. It's also why it matters to you is how you are being conditioned, affected, influenced by others, white centres, and how you are actually designed to influence, to be in the world, define centres. Why do channels matter to you and understanding your channels? Because they're going to be some of the most significant themes, talents, gifts, and underneath that, your fears and shadows and challenges that you are here to work through so that you can express the higher uh, potential of those channels, but they're going to be always there. So these are energies that are, are yours. They're you. And how you bring that to life is, is life is completely you. It's unique to anybody else. Although it'll be a similar theme, you will bring that to life. Why do your gates matter? They matter to you because they actually really help you dive into authenticity, okay, your superpowers. But even more than that, I'm going to say it again, it's, they also represent your shadows, your fears, your challenges, the things that keep you stuck. And when you understand like, wow, that for me, for example, I have the gate 50 and the fear of responsibility sits in there. And often if you have this gate, it means you, from the, the fear expression, you either take too much responsibility or not enough. And I take way too much responsibility, at least not so much now. I used to take way too much res responsibility when um, it was unresourceful and then I would take no responsibility where it was unresourceful as well. So I really learned to look at responsibility very differently because it's one of my superpowers. So the, ga the gates really matter because they help you build certainty and clarity around who you came here to be. I mean, we use the gates a lot even to understand your talents, your gifts, as I said, your challenges, but we also use this a lot 
to understand parenting or money or relationships. It really gives you a clear understanding of your authenticity. Now, the last piece I will include, and I'm not going to go into the arrows because I feel like um, I don't want to overcomplicate things and we've got podcasts on that separately. The last thing I want to just touch on is your incarnation cross. Now, your incarnation cross uh, was called the job description of your aura by Ra Uruhu, who was the, uh, the man who channeled all of this information. And what that means is you don't have to do anything or, or be anything for this to be working. It's always working. And your incarnation cross is made up of your personality sun, which is the top right-hand box from the column on the right, then your personality earth, the box below it, then your design sun, which is the top left-hand square from the column on the left, and then your design earth, which is the box underneath it. These four gates, the sun and the earth on both sides, they make up your most prominent energy. This is the work that your aura is doing all the time. And what human design or at least transformational human design helps you do is to move from a place where potentially you're operating a lot from the shadow and fear state, which can feel really clunky and heavy lifting and exhausting and all of those things to the highest potential where it can feel more and more effortless. All right. This is a very significant part of our chart. It's our genius. All right. Okay. I think that is enough information for today. So if you are listening to this and you're like, this is brilliant. Oh my God. Now I get it. I, I'm starting to understand it. It makes sense now. I understand why it matters to me. The next step would obviously be your next question. But what do I do now? So what you do now is you find out your strategy and authority while going down the rabbit hole and letting your intuition drive you, uh, sorry, lead you where it wants to lead you in regards to what to learn and what to play with. But you must start with strategy and authority. Experiment with it. Don't just believe me and all the other episodes of the podcast that I know that you're going to go down that rabbit hole now. Experiment with it. Discover what is true for you. What does that mean? So with my strategy and authority, I had to understand that I was always in response. So if I thought it, I couldn't act on it until I had something external of me to respond to and, which is my strategy, and my authority, I'm an emotional authority, which means I need to slow down and wait for emotional clarity. Now, that's hard for me because one of my channels is the fastest channel in the design. And then my other channel is getting me to slow down and balance and do all these other what seems opposite and opposing things, but is actually a paradox. They learn to work together. But just in understanding that, that instead of letting my fast energy dominate my decision-making through the mind, I slowed down and experimented with waiting for physical clarity, like at a clarity in my knowing, in my body, and my subtle energy that I came to over time. And then what? how did those decisions go? Did I make better decisions? Was life better? Did things get better quickly? Yes, they did. Things really transformed. So play around with your strategy and authority first. And then just be curious. Where does your curiosity take you when it comes to human design? And if you're ready, then you should absolutely come and join HDX because it is the most incredible community 
that people start as newbies and then they become experts over time really being able to integrate their human design into their own lives and being able to help support others, whether they're family, friends and clients or clients, um, to integrate human design into theirs. So that's it. It's a long one. I trust it was helpful. Thank you, everyone, for listening all the way to the end. I trust you got what you needed from today. Bye for now. Thanks, everyone, for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you got lots of value out of it. I certainly had a lot of fun doing it. Could I please ask that you share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, could you leave a review for me as well on Apple? It would be greatly appreciated. If at any point you would like to be on the podcast or you've got questions that you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, by all means, get on my socials and DM me. Everything you need is there in the show notes. Have an awesome day. Bye for now.